Welcome to Actionable Insights on the Business of Healthcare, a podcast from Doctivity Health to help you navigate today's challenging healthcare environment. More than ever, business success enables investment in people and technology needed to best care for your patients. I'm your host, David Jolly. Today, we continue speaking with David Hargraves, Senior Vice President of Supply Chain at Premier Incorporated. If you haven't yet, be sure to check out the first part of our interview with him in episode number nine. All right, David, let's get back into it. You know, Dave, I always like to remind people, sometimes folks talk, because they're not in the industry, talk about healthcare as more of an abstract concept or something. And I, I try to remind folks, every single one of us is a consumer of healthcare, as is every one of ours, mothers, brothers, fathers, nephews, uncles, all of that, right? We are all in this. And so I try to, and if there's anything I can do for your listeners today to bring it home a little bit closer to them, we all have a very vested interest in making sure that our healthcare providers exist, are viable, and are delivering that healthcare at the lowest possible cost without sacrificing quality. Again, that just goes back to some of the passion, I believe, about Premier and about the work that we do, because it, again, affects every neighborhood that we live in here in the U.S. There's obviously power in group purchasing, but I think that many people might not know how powerful that is. Please talk with us about how and the degree to which group purchasing can benefit healthcare organizations. I would be happy to. You know, David, is not one that's going to lead to a lot of interest at cocktail parties. I'll tell you that when folks ask, <laughs> what do you do? And I explain it to them. It's, it's not always the hit of the conversation. But for your listeners here who are interested in the business of healthcare, it's very important. So let's just hit some of the essentials first. So the concept of group purchasing, it is uh, titular in nature. It is group purchasing. So what does that mean? Any very large healthcare system can go out and have leverage with a manufacturer to get a good price on a product. That's fine. If I could get five of those healthcare systems to make the same decision, it's better. If I can get 4,400 of the members of Premier to make similar decisions, it's much better. So the collective power of it is in the negotiations. And that's where folks always go. And that, of course, then drives savings that the members would not be able to get on their own. But it's really more than that, at least with Premier. The other part of having that group and that purchasing together is really the decision itself. There are often many products that could solve a certain problem or meet a specific need. The key, though, is how do you determine which one is the most clinically efficacious, balanced with, cost-effective? And that is really the trick that uh, do we all do it as consumers. And uh, while I'm not brand-specific, you know, you could go out and buy any number of cars that met a certain specification. It's a four-cylinder, four-door vehicle. That's fantastic. And when folks go out and actually do that value judgment, the world buys Toyota Camrys and Honda Accords. That's why they're the best-selling cars. So the, the idea is try to use science, try to use our data, try to use the collective negotiating efforts, and find out the same thing of the value proposition of those products, which are the most reliable and consistent and clinically effective and have the right balance of cost to that value. And so that's a lot of the work that we do. And again, my team doesn't do it to our members and not exclusively for our members. We do it with our members. So we literally have hundreds of clinicians from some of the largest healthcare systems in the country working side by side with my negotiating teams. And they are trying to solve those problems. And what's been layered on since the pandemic is 
and also make sure that they're resilient and they have a geographically manufacturing footprint. They're not sole sourced on a given raw material. So that is really the core of the group purchasing is to do that together collectively better than anyone could do individually. And in doing so, again, enable that mission of a low cost, high quality healthcare. So that really is a lot mm-hmm. of, there's a lot of the details underneath there. What are you then your strategies for it? How do you ensure proper distribution? Uh-huh. What do you do in Washington to make sure the government's supportive of it? But that really is at its core and it is not going away. Even with the emergence of these mega IDNs that are inside here, they still need help. They still come to us to complement the work that they can do themselves. We are still better together than any of us are alone. You know, Doctivity works closely with the wide variety of healthcare professionals, chief medical, marketing, strategy and operations officers, physician relations teams, service line department leaders, and ops managers. What role can professionals in these disciplines play in impacting the supply chain? Excellent question. It it used to be, if you go back a few decades, that it wasn't supply chain then, it was purchasing. And they were probably in a hospital down in the basement next to the morgue, and their job really was to place orders. That evolution, that maturation from purchasing or procurement to today's sophisticated supply chain executives in the healthcare system was much needed, much overdue, and I'm, I'm personally very glad to see it. So the point to be made there is supply chain's no longer an isolated transactional purchasing activity. It's strategic, it's tech-enabled, it's an enterprise-wide function that's capable of helping the providers deliver better care, improve outcomes, lower cost. And here, if I had to find a single silver lining in the pandemic, which is very hard, it is that now the chief medical officer, the marketing department, the strategies, the, uh, the VPs of ops, all of the physician relations teams, they get it now. They get how fragile healthcare supply chain was. They get how important having a strong supply chain is to delivery of care in the community. And now they are engaged at a level that they've never been engaged before. And I'm saying, speaking broadly, there's always, of course, isolated incidents. So more and more organizations are turning to process improvement. They're turning to lean strategies. They're trying to find new ways to drive savings. They're trying to drive strong clinical outcomes. And the word we use for that is it's now a clinically integrated supply chain. So you don't have two separate teams of people. You have one team, clinicians, ops people, finance, supply chain, all with a seat at the table, all trying to drive the same output. And again, it existed in spots beforehand. Now it is really where everybody's evolved to because they get it. And the the core of that, the the term that we used in in our profession is the value analysis it's an emerging term, but this is where you get together all of those interdepartments. You get together on a common purpose. You try to answer that question again. What is the most clinically effective and yet with a proper cost? How do you get to that, that solution? And if you do that, well, that's where, that's the place that this cross-section where you can balance issues related to patient, staff safety, also revenue enhancement and reimbursement, right? all the way across the continuum of care. So you bring that together, and that, again, clinically integrated supply chain, talked about before, really came to fruition throughout here. And what it does when it's done well and done collaboratively and done based on data, based on scientific evidence, in short, it enables the healthcare systems to standardize to certain products, certain equipment, and certain drugs, 
it reduces their supply chain cost, doesn't ever sacrifice quality, and honestly, in some cases, can enhance the clinical outcomes. And so it's the silver lining. It's so hard to find out what was a terrible you know, international disaster with a pandemic. But it is one of the main points when I say that we are going to emerge as an industry stronger post-pandemic than we were going into it. That is really one of the key areas is the collaborative way clinicians and the administration and the supply chain folks are working together now. We will take any silver lining we can get out of yeah. the pandemic. And that's certainly a good one. I wanted to ask you about e-commerce. How does e-commerce affect the supply chain? E-commerce, if you look at it broadly, is done right. The idea of e-commerce is it's an efficiency play, number one, makes it easier for people to purchase. If you think about it, everyone has migrated to a certain former bookseller who now dominates the e-commerce space for consumers. If you can take that same concept, you can make it easy for people to do the right thing in a large institution trying to control several billion dollars of spend. So I'll give you an idea. We did a survey recently and about 75% of continuum of care providers, that is not your large hospital in your community, but all of the other ones, your urgent care centers, long-term care facilities, skilled nursing facilities, and so on. About 75% of those turn to online retailers to buy the supplies. Again, that is the idea. The market size Healthcare e-commerce market revenue is estimated to be $435 billion by 2025. And again, it's an efficiency play, but it also is if you can set it up so that that value analysis process that we discussed, that work to find the most cost-effective clinically proven product, if you now make that easier for your end users to purchase it, you help them to do the right thing, and you help ensure the standardization across the system. If you look at it and you need access to high quality PPE, other supplies, if you take that idea, that challenge of getting them through traditional procurement channels, that is an area that Premier has uh, worked on closely, both enabling other e-commerce entities through healthcare distribution with some of our content, but also about our own platform, which is called Stocked. S-T-O-C-K-D. And the idea there was simplify purchasing experience, supplement traditional GPO purchasing with that convenient direct digital purchasing platform. I told you how we vet all the products and vet all the suppliers. Then you can put that trusted product from a trusted supplier out there on a website. Whether you're a big healthcare system or a smaller continual care provider, you at least get the idea that you know that that is a valid product from a valid source negotiated at a competitive price, and it makes it much easier for you. So we see a big future in e-commerce. Again, the easy part is to understand the productivity, the efficiency, take what works well in the consumer life, carry it over to the business world, but only if you also have curated the right products, clinically proven at a good cost, and you're making it easy for the clinicians to do the right thing. So big future inside, there's still a lot of growth to be had in that area. Well, thank you. You know, I'm impressed with Premier's use of business analytics in your everyday operation, and especially the future planning. Is there anything else you'd like to mention about that or any other topic that we may not have covered? Well, we have covered a lot. We really have. I do want to hit on the business analytics a bit. I have maybe one closing thought that for your listeners. So we talked about the importance of that clinical effectiveness of the products, evaluating for outcomes so that the members can make better choices. One thing I, I might not have made clear is though, Premier 
has a lot of that data, and it's one of the things that differentiate us. So we have data on some 45% of the outcomes of the healthcare systems here in the US. I also have tremendous amounts of data on the products and the pricing and the clinical equivalency of one product to the other. And growing through the pandemic, we have a good bit of data on the performance of a given supplier, who's reliable, who can deliver on time, who is accurate in the way that they cost. So that sort of nexus, that grouping together of those disparate data sources, the items, the prices, the clinical equivalency, but the clinical outcomes, when we bring all that together, it is going to take the healthcare supply chain to the next level. As we emerge from the pandemic, we get better inside here. That is really one of the things that is um, just unique to Premier. And one of the ways we use that to try to put a real example is when we, our data showed and the world experienced some of the shortages on the masks and the gowns and the gloves during the height of the pandemic, we didn't just report on it with the data and help our members that way. We got together with our members and said, look, this is a structural problem. It's a structural problem because there's not enough geographic diversity here. And we co-invested side by side with our members and built an automated gown factory in Tennessee, invested in an existing N95 mask manufacturer in Texas so he could have additional capital to go out and expand his line. We got a group of members together and made commercial commitment to produce exam gloves in Texas as well, different factory with a large industrial manufacturer. We said, listen, if this is gonna be a never event, it's good to have the data show you the problem. But again, that unique situation we're in that is so valued and so treasured with our members, to get them to then stand side by side with us and invest side by side, commit side by side with us to do it, and create what is a competitive manufacturing situation here in the U.S. to help prevent it. There's just something that I'm very proud of during that time period, proud of our members for standing up and doing that work. So that is, if you look at the analytics, is how do you take advanced analytics, now move it to action and to do that collaboratively. So if there was anything else, Dave, really in closing, I want to mention is the surge in global demand at the beginning of pandemic that led to the shortages was not able to be prepared for by any government, any country, any healthcare provider anywhere in the world. One of the things that has differentiated Premier, our members, and the U.S. is how we reacted to that and how resilient we were as a country and how well we responded. And now what I would urge any of the listeners to have an ability to do this is don't have short-term memory. Don't go back to some of the same habits the over-reliance in certain areas of the world for production. Remember the lesson, and now we can move forward and keep this stronger and more resilient going forward again. Because the fact is, there are always some versions, not as severe as a pandemic, but there were SARS, there's avian flu, there was a tsunami that hit, right? There are always natural disasters and global issues like this that happen. The key to the resiliency, we've got the lessons learned now, we just need to all stay together, collaborate on it, have the data help us guide the decisions, and then stick to the commitment to never again have some of the shortages and issues that we had in this past pandemic. Well, that's excellent advice. Very informative. Thank you, David. When I saw in your bio that uh, you had gone to Penn State, I knew you were going to be a great guest. 
Well, I appreciate that very much. It is uh, Pennsylvania is chock full of great universities and great hospitals as well. Agreed. Thank you. We've been talking about the importance of effective supply chain management to a healthcare organization's operational performance, as well as its provision of quality patient care. Thanks for listening and watch for our next edition of Actionable Insights on the Business of Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please share, rate, and review it on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. For more information on how Doctivity provides actionable insights to drive revenue and improve operational performance, visit DoctivityHealth.com, where you will find our videos, blogs, case studies, and more. See you next time for Doctivity's actionable insights on the business of healthcare. care.